1: On into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catcher, host here on this daily podcast that is focused on all things BYU football, basketball, and everywhere in between with the BYU athletic department. Layout of today's show will go as follows. We're going to be joined by a special guest in studio. We're going to talk about Tom Homo's. Semi-annual media summit Get some of his thoughts Because he was in attendance Also we'll talk about BYU Facing off against Number four Gonzaga Tonight at the Marriott Center Might be the best Gonzaga team To ever come to Provo We'll debate that Of course my guest Is going to be Sean Walker So we'll talk about that Here in the first And second segments And we'll wrap things up In the third segment With all the other news When it comes to The other BYU sports teams With quick hits So there you go Layout of today's show And a reminder for you guys Guys, If you do listen to this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, essentially anywhere a good podcast can be found, you can find Locked on Cougars. So please subscribe, rate and review. It's great to have your guys' support, and I thank you guys for joining us each and every day. And with that, without further ado, let's get going. This is Locked on Cougars for January 31st, 2019. I am joined now by Sean Walker, my good friend. He's been on the podcast before. He works for KSL.com. I think your technical uh, title is what? Sports online producer? online sport, sport, sport. Sports savant. Sports of Oh, sports savant. You've, they've upgraded your title I, now. I wish
2: that were the case, but... <laughs> I can't really call myself a beat writer, although I do tend to focus on BYU, so it's yeah. exciting to be here talking to uh, the great host of the number one daily BYU podcast on iTunes, well, Lockdown Cougars.
1: Thank you, Sean. Thanks for having me, Jake. No, Sean, he really does. He should be considered a beat writer because he does cover a lot of BYU for KSL.com, as well as a myriad of other sports in between all that. Shout press, out to the Salt Lake Stallions. The Stallions. Go
2: Wild, download Wild Stallions no, on no, true. Uh,
1: iTunes. We'll give it a plug. Sean and I do host a podcast for the Wild There are five former BYU players on that roster. We actually played that interview with Tanner Baldery that we played on this podcast earlier this week on that podcast as well. So uh, a lot of cross-promotion that way. But, Sean, I wanted to bring you in here and talk a little bit about Tom Homo's media summit yesterday. Of course, one representative from each media outlet allowed to attend, record the proceedings, write about it, etc., uh, first things first, what were your overall impressions of the media summit? Because I came away from it thinking, okay, this was just more of a standard uh, talk with Tom. There wasn't anything, I guess, n- super noteworthy or revelatory in my mind.
2: Yeah, there wasn't anything earth-shattering or groundbreaking to come out of this this uh, now annual event. It used to be a semi-annual event. Yep. Now it's annual Um and I think that's okay, because there wasn't necessarily a need for anything too earth-shattering. Uh, I came in, and, and the main thing I was looking at was, was you know, where, is B- where are BYU and ESPN in terms of their current deal? Because yeah. their television contract does expire at the end of the season. It does, yep. Um, Tom didn't really have a whole lot of, of explanation on that. He just said, we're currently in negotiations. Which is the fact that last year he spoke quite at length. Yes. About that, the fact that he didn't really want to speak at length about that tells me that things are, are probably getting. And this is maybe a little bit of supposition, so I apologize for conjecture, spreading conjecture on your podcast. But oh, you're fine. but that kind of tells we do me all the time. Come on, but but that that probably tells me that this thing is probably pretty close to happening. ESPN and BYU are in pretty good and pretty amicable discussions and relationships uh, to put this thing together to continue coverage of BYU football, uh, and some other sports, but mostly football on the worldwide leader. Um, because if there wasn't, you know, you'd probably hear a lot more, well, there are other options, this and that kind of a thing. Um, Tom seems pretty locked in on ESPN. Everything I've heard from ESPN is that ESPN is pretty locked in on BYU as well. Yeah. Uh, simply because it's a very favorable contract, um, From ESPN's point of view, they have contracts with virtually every conference under the sun in some first-tier, second-tier, or third-tier rights. Yep. the contract, we don't know numbers specifically because BYU is a private school, but everything I've heard is that the contract is very favorable, especially when you compare it to, for example, what ESPN might be paying the Pac-12 or the Big 12 or even the Mountain West, just because there's only one school in there. And they can move that one school around to sort of suit their needs and fit their needs, play them late at night, play them early in mm-hmm. the afternoon, yeah. uh, play them here and there. Um and uh, and then there are also several behind the scenes things, production quality standards. Yeah. You know, BYU has this TV studio on campus that ESPN can use anytime. That sort of thing. So that was kind of the main thing that I was looking at going in there. And there wasn't a lot of overt news to come out of that. But I think the lack of news is a very good sign with regards to BYU and ESPN.
1: Yeah, I would tend to agree with you. I think the, yeah, the 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 fact that there are negotiations is a good sign. I know that there are a lot of detractors from BYU saying that there was no way ESPN was going to re-up with BYU considering their financial situation. But like you said, Sean, BYU's flexibility in helping ESPN out for many, many years in multiple different formats, even when they were in the conferences that they were in, ESPN is very much in favor of scratching BYU's back because BYU is very much scratched theirs in many in many. F- forms and fashions over the years.
2: Well, and one last note is BYU uh-huh. has has been with ESPN for the last several years yeah. uh, like that, and they've kind of been with them. ESPN sort of been on this train yep. while BYU is trying to put together this yeah. independent schedule in mm-hmm. football and not always getting the best schedules yep. coming up. They've now, and I don't know if this was intentional or not. I'll let internet conspiracy theorists go <laughs> out on that, but the next two to three years, is sort of what Tom Homo, in a lot of ways, has been building towards yes. with this schedule, starting with the 2019 schedule, um, which includes games against Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington right off the bat. And three of them, at four, three of the four at home. Yeah, three of those four are at home. They're the only. Let me see if I get the the phrasing right. The only FBS team to open the season with four straight Power Five opponents. You got it.
1: Yep, that was in the release. We talked about this on the podcast yesterday. It's a it's a stout start to the schedule, but. But it's, it's also something that ESPN is going to want. Exactly. And that was, and I, I, I I look at it and I think it's advantageous for both parties and I think that'll work out. Um, Sean, I also wanted to talk to you here for a moment about the whole deal with Kalani Satake's contract extension. I myself had people tell me that Kalani was entering the final year of his deal. Jay Drew kind of broke it, that he actually had two more seasons, two more years on the deal. Uh, Dick Harmon clarifying a little more on the Zone Sports Network earlier this year that apparently Kalani's deal, his initial deal with uh, BYU is if he won nine games in a season, he got an automatic one-year rollover. So that probably might have helped explain why there's that extra season sitting there in 2020 already on Kalani Satake's contract.
2: And it's also very common for there to be options built into these coaching contracts. And as long as you meet a certain number of incentives like wins, but also graduation rates, APR levels, um, that kind of thing, there are sort of automatic options that are re-upped. It's pretty standard across college football.
1: Yeah, so I I just looked at it and I I felt like... um, Tom was very diplomatic about. He says, I try and talk with Kalani every day. We don't necessarily talk contract all that often, but I did like him saying, Hey, we rarely go into the final year of a, of a contract without a plan or a deal in place. And I think that should be music to BYU fans ears. Uh, The way he talked about Kalani yesterday really led me to think that they're going to work towards extending his deal. I think that uh, Tom is a believer in Kalani. And I think that going forward, Forward, it looks like Kalani Satake should have that job security that a lot of people have fretted he might not have affecting recruiting or whatever else.
2: Yeah, my, my favorite line from that whole exchange was Tom saying, I don't know why this is an issue. This isn't an issue. Yeah, Um you know, you might expect that from the athletic director. But from what I gather from Kalani as well, being around him, he's been asked about this a couple of times. And every time he says, it's not really a big deal. You know, there are yeah. those two years left on the contract. And Kalani Satake is so busy with the day-to-day uh, results of coaching. And he's got to hire a new offensive line coach right now to replace Ryan Pugh, as well as recruiting, you know, signing days coming up next week, etc., um, etc. Cetera, et cetera. He's got so much on of on his plate that he's not really thinking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does my coaching contract look like in three or four years? Uh, and so there's, you know, if if Kalani's not worried about it and Tom's not worried about it, but they're still talking to each other regularly, so that if it ever becomes a worry, yeah, something will get resolved eventually. In that regard, there's there's not really a need for fans to worry about something if both the coach and the athletic director aren't worried about
1: it. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing you take away from it. All right, Sean, uh, we'll step aside here. We'll come back on the other side. We'll shift gears. Talk about BYU basketball. Big time showdown tonight in Provo as they face number four Gonzaga. I think this might be the best Gonzaga team that Mark Few has ever had. And we're talking about a team who's been ranked number one. Before, they've had number one seeds in the NCAA tournament. So we'll get to all that next right here on Locked on Cougars.
0: Rui! It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors.
1: Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your host here, joined by Sean Walker. And Sean, a reminder for our listeners, this is something we talk about all the time. Do you have a smart speaker at
2: home? I I am a proud owner of an Amazon Alexa. Okay,
1: so smart speakers make our lives easier, plain and simple. Indeed. Well, make it easy to listen to this podcast as well. All you got to do is say, hey... Play podcast, Locked on Cougars. I told the story yesterday about my mom. She has one of the iHomes. I think it was the Apple one that they have. I don't remember what they call it, but she didn't know that she could do that.
2: She did it. She's like, this is super simple. So, <laughs> I, I do have a funny story about that. Okay. Um, so I've used my Alexa speaker to, uh, to listen to this podcast, the Locked okay. on Cougars podcast, uh, a couple times, not every time, but yes. a couple times when it's convenient, when I'm at home, when I'm you know, around the house, doing chores, whatever. Um, and so Alexa does have that kind of programmed in there. Um, and one time I accidentally said a word that was kind of common to Alexa. Okay. And I was watching a BYU game at home. And so it mistook the BYU game on the TV as saying Locked on Cougars. So it started playing in the latest episode of your podcast <laughs> when I said Alexa. <laughs> Well, there yeah.
1: you go. So I appreciate you listening, Sean.
2: So we're very grateful to no, smart speakers in general. It
1: does make it easy. All You just got to tell it, hey, play podcast Locked on Cougars and you'll have it. All right, Sean, let's talk some BYU basketball now. Big time showdown tonight in Provo at the Marriott Center. Number four, Gonzaga in town. Mark Few, one of the elite basketball coaches in this country. He's just a machine. He puts together these teams each year. that are just stellar. And I think this might be his best team just a sheer top to sheer top top-to-bottom talent. That's just my opinion.
2: It's entirely possible that this is his best team until his next team because I just feel like every year he fair. just one-ups himself year after, year after year after uh, year. We talk about teams, especially in the West Coast Conference, that occasionally have a down year. Mm-hmm. BYU has certainly been prone to down years. St. Yes. Mary's right now has a down year for as good as they've been for so long. Mm-hmm. They're certainly down. It just seems like Gonzaga never has a down year. I mean, they're just— Year after year, reloading whether it's returning guys or recruiting or, or whatever, it doesn't matter. They're they're uh, I mean they're right up there with the Dukes and North Carolinas and Kansases of the world, and that they never really drop.
1: Yeah, no, and they have beaten Duke this season. They beat them before Christmas in the non-conference schedule. Only two losses on the year, but they have played in absolute... to the current number 1 team in the country. Exactly. Yeah, Tennessee. <laughs> so, they um, lost to also number 9 North Carolina. So, they have played some top-flight competition, have come out on top for the most part with it. They're absolutely crushing everybody so far in West Coast Conference play. Sorry, sorry, Santa
2: Clara. <laughs>
1: that was bad. Well are really when sorry. You, when you tempt them by putting stuff in the newspaper like saying game on, Mark Few's going to be like, okay, really? Yeah, this is over. We ain't dealing with this crap no more. So, yeah, uh, BYU, they've got their work cut out for them tonight. I don't expect a win here, but BYU, Sean, for whatever reason, has had some interesting matchups with Gonzaga and come out with some strange wins in their short tenure in the West Coast Conference, all things considered.
2: Yeah, ironically enough, Gonzaga leads this all-time series, but they do not lead it uh, in the kennel in Spokane. Nope. So BYU seems to have their number in in Spokane. Obviously, everybody remembers a couple of years ago when they knocked off the number 1 team in the nation there, and then they did it the next season as well when they yeah. were a top-five team um, before having that streak snapped just last year. Uh, Gonzaga's been much better on the road against BYU as well, though. I mean, True. they they seem to, I don't know what it is, but they seem to travel themselves to, uh, spoke, maybe you can call the Marriott Center Spokane South for them in a <laughs> lot of ways. I'm sure BYU fans will love me trying to say that, but no, it's not necessarily it's not necessarily for fans or whatnot. I, I expect a few Gonzaga fans of the game tonight, but probably not a ton. I do expect a sellout. I expect a great atmosphere. I mean, the the Marriott Center is right up there, probably top 10 or 15 um, arenas in all of college basketball, and this This is a game that fans in Provo certainly get up for. I think that feeds Gonzaga players. A lot of times, because especially when they get into conference play, they don't necessarily get the chance to play in these big venues that are loud and yeah. and crushing and, and ear-splitting and deafening, uh, for sure. So there is some of that that plays into Gonzaga. But then it obviously plays into the home team as well. So I expect a very good game, a great game, um, two teams that are really battling. And yeah, Gonzaga right now is the number 4 team in the country, but BYU's playing as well, if not better, than they've played the entire season. I mean, yep. they struggled a little bit early on, some just head-scratching losses, couple of losing streaks. Um, you know, that loss at Weaver State kind of stands oh, yeah. out, obviously, in a lot of ways. But they've kind of steadied the ship in so many ways they don't really have a bad uh, loss in conference play even their two losses at st mary's and at san francisco i don't think can be considered bad yet at this point um they're right up there tied for second in the league and really i think this game will go a long ways towards determining whether or not gonzaga has a true challenger in the wcc or whether it's gonzaga and then second place everybody else
1: no it's the truth and that'll be interesting to see what shakes out tonight nine o'clock mountain time is going to be televised on ESPN2. Uh, I'm with you, Sean. I know it's going to be a late game, but I'm expecting a full house at the Marriott Center, 20,000 people or whatever the new configuration is. uh, Below 20 now? It's just over nineteen. Just over 19. Okay, so it is below 20,000 now, but it's going to be a loud, raucous environment. The tough part is, though, most
2: most importantly, can I break some news on your podcast? Please go ahead. Your officials for tonight Are? are Michael Irving, Larry Spaulding, and Deldry Carr. It's so, Not the guy who wrapped the uh, Saints but game. No, last no, week. Bill
1: Vinovich yeah, this no time. Bill but there's Vinovich. some uh, there's some familiar names there with that officiating crew. Larry Spaulding's done a lot of games yeah. in
2: Provo. Michael Irving's obviously very familiar yes. with the West Coast Conference. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So there'll be some referees that are official that are very familiar with these two teams. Um, Sean, real quick before we wrap things up here, star players for Gonzaga. Rui, who you mentioned before the break here, Rui Hachimura, the native of Japan. He averages a team high 19.9 points. Points, averaging 6.2 rebounds. And then they have an elite uh, interior defender. It's just a shot blocker extraordinaire, Brandon Clark. How in the world he ended up at San Jose State, not at a bigger program before getting into Zaga, I won't understand. Maybe he's just a late bloomer. But he is crazy good as well. Averaging 16, just over 16 points and almost 8 rebounds a game.
2: Yeah, it's really, really hard to stray from those bigs in, in uh, in, uh Brandon and then and then Rui, six foot eight 230 p- pounds of pure Japanese awesomeness uh, I mean he's really really good but I think this team really goes through and Dave Rose mentioned this yesterday yeah. while he was talking to the media this team really goes through Josh Perkins as Josh Perkins plays um, this team plays he's a senior guard so he was on that team a couple years ago that made that final mm-hmm. four and national title run he's got that experience he's averaging double figures 11 points per game but also six point6 assists so really everything goes goes through him he touches the ball on every possession I'm sure I think BYU is going to probably look to disrupt him um, maybe as much or more than any of the other guys because Rui, I mean Rui can get his Rui Rui can do what Rui does yeah um, if you will but if you can stop the point of attack up there and I think this is somewhere that maybe a guy like McKay Cannon uh, or just share Hardnett, who will be available tonight yes can jump out on the perimeter and and disrupt that could be somewhere where Gonzaga is maybe a little bit more vulnerable and BYU way you can try to take advantage.
1: This is going to be a game, I think, Sean, before we go to break here, that BYU's going to have to win with defense. They're going to have to lock down Gonzaga as much as possible because they did that against St. Mary's a week ago. I think it showed them, hey, if we play elite defense, or I'm going to call it elite, but good defense, we have a chance to win these games. Gonzaga is really good. There's no doubt about it, but BYU's best bet is to keep Gonzaga down for as long as possible.
2: Yeah, and and I mentioned, I think uh, BYU's got the type of players to play very good, if not elite, defense on guys uh, like Perkins. Certainly, mm-hmm. McKay Cannon comes to yeah. mind. Jashir Hardnett comes to mind. Um, maybe even Nick Emery. Nick Emery's a very good perimeter defender as well. Uh, I'm very interested to see who mans up defense and truly locks down Rui Hachimura. And lock, I mean, locking down Rui might be you know 12 or 14 points. Yes, certainly because he's that good. But is it going to be Yoli Childs? I mean, is it? Is there maybe another? player maybe do you bring in Luke Worthington and try to move him a little bit further up the post I, I don't know entirely um, but if BYU can get a defensive effort in the post similar to what they're allowed to get the what they've been getting mm-hmm. on the perimeter lately um, the type of defense cannon played against Jordan Ford last week against St. Mary's comes to mind for sure yep I think they have a chance I agree
1: no and that'll be the interesting part about it so Sean can't thank you enough for taking the time we'll do it again soon hopefully all right
2: Jake, be excellent to each other.
1: All right. Sean Walker, Thanks, thank him for joining me. Come back, wrap up the show with quick hits next. This is Locked on Cougars.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's of best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangeDays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangeDays.com.
1: Are Locked on Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks again to Sean Walker for taking the time to join me for the first two segments of the show. As we wrap things up today, in quick hits, running down some of the other teams in action this evening. If you're looking to catch the Cougars anywhere around the state or even around the country, we'll start off with men's tennis. They have a rivalry match with number 50-ranked Utah State. That'll be in Logan this afternoon, this evening at 5 o'clock Mountain Time at the Utah State Tennis Courts. Uh, You can get a live stream by going to BYUcougars.com. You can watch it there. The women's basketball team also in action this evening. They are in Los Angeles, California at Gerston Pavilion to take on Loyola Marymount We're looking to stay undefeated in West Coast Conference play. The number 25 Cougars will be playing at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. The game will be streamed live on the W.TV. You can get a link to catch that on BYUcougars.com as well. We already talked about BYU men's basketball in action tonight against Gonzaga and it's going to be an absolute mammoth effort if the men are going to come out with a win here tonight, but 9 o'clock Mountain Time. If you want to catch them at the Marriott Center, you can get tickets at BYUtickets.com. Game will be televised on ESPN2. Also going to be broadcast on the BYU Sports Network on the radio. KSL 1160 AM 102.7 FM, 89.1 FM, Sirius XM 143. All your various radio channels if you're looking to catch the men's team in action tonight. And Big opportunity tonight. Uh, Men's uh, tennis, of course, ranked currently. I believe they're in the 60s. So they can get a win over Utah State. Would bode very well for them. And, of course, like I mentioned, the number 25 ranked BYU women's basketball team looking to keep their West Coast Conference streak alive. So... It's an exciting time if you're a BYU fan of the other teams um, going on around the football and basketball programs. There's plenty of great programs in the BYU Athletic Department, so it's an exciting time to be out supporting the Cougars. All right, there you go. That is the show for today. Once again, thanks to Sean Walker for joining me. Love having him on the show, getting his insights. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. Let him know what you think by uh, following him on Twitter at actually D is in David, S as Sam, W as in William. Um, I'm sure you'd love to have a follow and a shout out if you guys don't mind doing that. You also can follow this show, the Locked On Cougars podcast, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by looking up Locked On Cougars there. My personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Thanks in advance for all your support and your continued support of the podcast. It is a pleasure to bring it to you guys each and every day. We'll be back tomorrow recapping what happens against Gonzaga tonight. Also looking ahead to the Super Bowl, Kyle Van Noy playing for the New England Patriots, representing BYU in the biggest football game of the year this weekend. So we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Uh, Once again, a reminder for you guys, if you do have those smart speakers, an Alexa or a Google Home or one of the iTunes, the Apple one, I still, it's the Apple Home, I don't even know what they call it. Uh, You can obviously tell that I own one, but uh, you can check it out. All you have to do to play this podcast is simply tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. Thanks again for joining me on today's show. We'll be back tomorrow, kicking off a new month. It is January 31st. Tomorrow begins February. Fun time to be a Cougar fan as it always is, and we'll be back tomorrow on the podcast. This has been Locked on Cougars for January 31st, 2019. Have a great day.
0: The NCAA tournament is almost here